Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is Janisha Allura, former Miss Singapore and founder of Soul Rich Woman. And if you like to grow through relationships, you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friends, Travis Chappell and Eric Skorzynski. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. Janisha, thank you so much for joining me on today's show. Well, thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to, to have this conversation with you. And we always start these conversations really going back to the beginning. We like to talk about childhood, early stage of life, and kind of how that led you to where you are now. And I was listening to one of your uh, earlier interviews, and one of the things that caught me off guard, and I'm sure we'll catch a lot of people off guard, is you referred to yourself as an ugly duckling and said you didn't come born with a silver spoon. Like you came from a, a background that someone wouldn't necessarily expect uh, based on where you're at now. So can you take us back to those early days and let us know a little bit about your upbringing and those early moments in life? Well, when I was 14 years old, I had to support myself through school because my family financially, we were not sound. And my mom had to sell her gold to send me for uh, instructor certifications. 
So mm. because I was really very young, so I needed a guardian, right, to look after me, to go through these instructor certifications. So I went to, I, I took up aerobics, okay. uh, uh, yoga, and country line dancing certifications, which took many hours to complete. And by the time I started, I was teaching these we'll say classes after school. So I work literally sometimes three, five days a week. And on the weekends, I work in as a waitress, you know, serving and doing waitressing jobs. So all these to really support myself through school. But I was often being bullied uh, in school because I couldn't afford the best stuff. I couldn't get the best stuff, right? Mm. And my stuff are usually hand-me-downs and hand-me-downs and are usually old. So I was often being the subject of the bullying by this group of mean girls in school. So what they did was they liked to... So there were two incidents. Let me just um, share. I think the first one was they, they cornered me in the basketball court and they pulled open my, my, my T-shirt, exposing mm. my bra. And, and one of them said, Oh, you are wearing the same bra? So you see, I felt totally humiliated. Does it mean that I'm any lesser than you if I wear the same thing? Does it does it mean and I'm lesser than you because I am not as wealthy as you? So that really kind of pissed me off and I was really very upset as well. And the the other time was they, they like to take my my school bag and they would throw it across the classroom floor. Mm. So these really these incidents really affected my self esteem. And also, I didn't have long hair as I have right now. I have really short, spiky hair. I was really tomboyish because I had to defend for myself, right? Yeah. So that boyish part came about. So I'm, I'm an ugly duckling. I don't mm. really know and learn how to do grooming. I don't know how to make up. I don't know. All I need to know is I need to put money on the table by the end of the month, pay for my book fees, pay for my stuff. And that's all I know I need to do. And, and of course, complete my education as well. So yeah. that's why I said I'm the ugly duckling. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing hearing your story and, and I appreciate you sharing it a, a little bit there. Because one of the things that I notice a lot is there's a lot of people who find themselves in this sort of situation, whether they're having financial hardship, whether they are experiencing kind of being socially ostracized and bullied by people. But there's two types of people. There's people who kind of shut down and they stay frozen in that and they stay in that survival mode, just going day to day. And then there's people who almost seem fueled by that to go to the next level and to try to not just survive, but to really start thriving and, and start really growing and progressing. And uh, tell me a little bit about how you started building up past just surviving day to day to really starting to pursue, you know, better things, bigger and better things. Oh, I, I love that question. In fact, I think the first taste of earning a little bit more money was when I was having my exams and I was thinking to myself, how can I make more within an hour? Hmm. And that was when I was, I, was, I was like an aha moment. Find more instructors, supply them for events, supply them to corporate organizations. So I become like the middle person like a, not really a company because I wasn't legit yet age to do the company, but yeah. I have resources. I was resourceful, right? I was able to have connections. Your network equals your net worth, right? You are the mm. average of the five, six people you hang out with. So I really believe in having a good network and really having connections. So with that, I gathered people. 
instructors, models, and I supplied them to different events and companies. And because of that, I was able to make more within an hour because of the commission I take off their, um, you know, a little bit of their salary because of the hour. So by that, within an hour, I was able to make maybe $100 more, for example. So that really helped a lot to see the potential of making more than just my own efforts alone. But when I graduated as an occupational therapist, I went through the SARS period and that wasn't a pleasant experience. And that was 2003 and 2004. And I asked myself this question, what was the one thing that I would regret not doing if I were to die by the SARS? It means I would have contracted SARS when I'm working in the hospital mm. and I would have just moved on with my life and gone to the other side of the world, right? And and asked myself this question. I thought really hard. And even though I love helping people and doing rehabilitation and working with these patients of mine, but I said, okay, maybe there's something else I want to do. So after much consideration, I left the profession and went on to pursue, you know, my friend actually encouraged me to join Miss Singapore. So mm. that was a transition period to, to move into that phase of joining a beauty pageant and kind of with low self-esteem and don't know where I was going, but with friends, really with this very good friends of mine, they enrolled me and said, why don't you just give it a try? And that opened up the doors to the next part of my career where I became an image consultant. I won the Singapore and I represented Singapore at the international level. And that was it. You, I literally, literally went through racks to the bottom and moved all the way up where I met like the embassy, People. I met with the ministers. I met with so many different leaders where I would not ever be possible if I had not had the network and had the opportunity to be on that stage itself. So that door of moving through that money part where less and now becoming more was a journey. I did not, I did not ask for more money. It was more like unraveling that process and accepting that process and Willing to take the step forward, I think that is key. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you find the patience? Because th this is one thing where, you know, a lot of times we'll hear somebody who has a lot of money and they'll say money isn't everything or, or don't be chasing money and it'll come to you. And that's easy to say when the money's there. But when you find yourself in a position where, you know, you don't have money or you are going day to day, you're working three or four jobs, how do you have the patience to keep putting in the work even though the money isn't there yet? How do you keep in that grind day to day? Wow, it's really tough. I will not say it's a smell the bed of roses and walk by the park. I would not say that. In fact, it was my mom who gave me the grit and determination. She asked me this question. What is your big why? Who, who motivates you or what motivates you to get up every single morning? I don't want to wake up early in the morning, 5, 6 a.m., go to school. And then by 4 or 5 p.m. in the evenings, I, I mean, I'm so tired after one day of school and I still need to go and work and yeah. teach an aerobics class where it's high-impact workout, hits workout. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I have to drag my body. How, how do I even do that? So my mom gave me this word. Turn your mess into your message. Hmm. Whatever that you're doing, whatever things that you're going through, just keep telling yourself, it will be something that you can inspire when you do it correctly. Someone whom you can touch, 
in their life, in their hearts or in their workouts by you showing up. So it was because of the encouragement by my own mother. And that's why I persisted through because she's flesh and blood and I believe her. So yes, that's how I made it through. That's amazing. When the friends, and I love that you said, you know, your network is your net worth and you had all of these friends who, you know, obviously it paid off. They encouraged you to pursue the the route of pursuing Miss Singapore. They encouraged you to really step outside your comfort zone and, and go for something really big. When you initially heard that, when the first friend suggested you should really try to do this, was there something inside of you that said, there's no way, there's no way that somebody who's the tomboyish, you know, kind of outcast in school is going to be able to pursue this? And if that was there, how did you kind of overcome that? Well, I really didn't believe I could do it because it was national pageant. It's like Miss Universe Singapore. It's like the epitome of the, the top pageant in the world, right? And for me, it's like, okay, I'm never going to beat those girls who have already got so much experience. They're already so popular and so beautiful. Where do I even stand? There's a lot of self-doubt within me. That's not possible at all to do it. And how did I actually do it was my grit and determination. And I basically went to look, knock on doors and look for sponsors, even though I had no money, even though I had not won yet, even though... I was not anywhere close to the crown. So I just went to knock on doors and ask for sponsorship. Would you like to sponsor me and teach me how to make up? Would you like to sponsor me to prepare myself for the pageant? Hey, if I won, I could endorse your brand. <laughs> so it was through that, that after knocking on many doors, there was this lady who really, really believed in me. And she gave me a chance. I don't know why she gave me a chance. Maybe she saw something in me, which I didn't see. She said, okay, why not this? I'm going to give you all my DVDs, all my CDs, everything about public speaking, presenting yourself. How do you speak? How do you walk? I'm like, okay, so what what do I have to do? No, no, no. I'm just going to give you everything. My CDs, DVDs, my notes. Okay, really? And she said, yes. And she said, and then she, she said this, give me your wallet. Okay, I gave her my wallet and she unzipped my wallet and emptied all my money in my wallet. And I said, Rebecca, that's $60. My $60 for the entire month. Why are you taking that away from me? And she said this, Janisha, I'm teaching you the concept of value exchange. Even though you don't have money to pay me, which is worth thousands and thousands of dollars, but with all the money that you have right now, it is painful for you. It is the maximum for you. And by that, I believe that you will work hard for it. So the $60 that she took is literally the all that I have for the month. And I'm like, okay, I better work hard and work smart. So I went through all the notes, watched all the DVDs, went through all the CDs, and then I came in top three. And then later on, I won the overall pageant. So that was how it is. Yeah, yeah. When there's that much on the line, it, it reminds me, there's the, the saying that when you pay, you pay attention. And when you're that invested in something, and you have no other choice but to succeed, it's usually when you see some of the best results. And um, I, I'm kind of curious, uh, for somebody who's sitting there, you know, they have this seemingly unattainable goal in front of them. How do you determine whether something is worth pursuing or whether it is too risky, whether it is not worth going all in? Uh, how do you decide which things to follow in that way where you're going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk it all And uh, the other situations where you say, okay, it's not wise for me to pursue this right now. 
I really believe in taking risk because that's mm. what life is all about, right? I mean, I I can't settle for just a mundane life anymore because yeah. what's breakthrough when there's no risk involved? And we must take risk when when courage is present. So how do we decide? I think for me, really is to ask myself, what is the the outcome that I want? And then reverse engineer the decision. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of times we often think the what ifs, but have you ever considered that what if it really worked? And then what's next? So my mentor always said this, okay, now let's make, imagine us making this decision. What's next? What's the worst that could happen? And what's the best that could happen? And that's, let's weigh out our pros and cons. And then the next thing to consider will be how much time do you have to spend in this? I mean, you can't be in a relationship half-boiled, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, you can't be in, in a marriage half-boiled, right? I mean, that means like half, just going by half, one leg in. You can't do that. You have to go all in, play all out to know whether the marriage will work. Play all in and all out whether the relationship will work. You must give yourself a fair chance. You can't compare if you join if you participate in a relationship with a business or a online portfolio that you're looking into and just go half in. There is no way you will know whether that was by your full effort. Was it your fault or was it the economy's fault or what? At least if you go 100%, you know for sure that that's the thing that worked for you or doesn't work for you. Right. Yeah, you're failing or succeeding on your own terms. Like you're going all in. There's there's no other option. There's no what if at that point. And, you know, really the best possible outcome did come in your story. Uh, you did end up winning Miss Singapore. Tell me a little bit about how that felt. And, you know, what was your initial thought when you realized, oh, I have this immense platform that I never could have imagined. What was kind of going through your mind at that time? I really don't know what's going through my mind because at that point I was kind of blank. I was, mm. I feel a little bit lost and overwhelmed because you see, I didn't have a lot of money when I competed in the pageant as well because I was working and even as, I was, as, as an occupational therapist, I wasn't drawing a lot of salary because I'm a fresh graduate. And because of that, I couldn't compete when, when they said, buy five pairs of heels, for example. Mm -hmm. I could only afford one or two pairs. Mm -hmm. And when they attended events, we attended events, the clothes that we wear, we have to have our own clothes, you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have a lot of beautiful clothes. So all these things were, were I would say, I asked myself, is it I'm limited by my limitations or am I limited by my resourcefulness? Mm -hmm. So I think that was a big question that I kept asking myself. And for me, I worked really hard. That means I keep practicing uh, literally every time whenever I got a chance to, to work on the, the department, the grooming, the public speaking and presenting myself on the stage. Mm -hmm. And during my time, we were on national TV. Like Miss USA, we are on national TV. It's broadcasted to millions of viewers. So it wasn't easy for me because I had to overcome stage fright, overcome the fear of public speaking, and overcome the fear of what if I fail and I slip on my dress and I fall on stage, right? Yeah. So all these were all concerns that I had. But you see, the biggest enemy is ourselves, mm. And the biggest enemy is between our years. So if we can control and conquer our mind and tame our mind in the area of positivity and kind of tell ourselves the lingo, the things that we want to 
do or happen, and that's when it's going to happen. So I mastered the art of visualization because every choreography, every move that we do, every presentation that we make, it's all rehearsed in my mind before even it happened. So that's how I battle the stage, is to battle myself first, in the mind, through visualizations. Hmm. Can, can you give just a, a practical look at what that looks like? So when when somebody's getting ready to take the stage for the first time or when you're preparing for one of these events, what does that visualization process look like for you? Do you have a, a routine you go through? Is it something you're doing the minute before you go out on stage? What does that look like? Oh, so it doesn't happen just before I go on stage. It happened during the practice where I sat down and we run through the entire motion. We actually, I actually visualized how, how am I going to walk? How many steps exactly to the left? Mm. How many steps exactly to the right? At what point do I turn? And then do my shoulders even move up or down? And where do, my, do I place my legs? Where's the weight of my feet? So literally, I'm feeling the sound, the, the sense of the light, the colors. Is it bright mm. or dark? The sound, is it loud or soft? Or the taste, is there some taste I'm tasting in my mouth at the moment? You know, is there something that I'm feeling? So literally firing off all the senses, just like what athletes do when they're preparing for their game. So when I did that visualization and that practice, it really helped to overcome that momentum because I no longer need to rely just on my adrenaline rush. I relied on my muscle memory. And of course, at that point, how do you manage that on the stages as well? That's incredibly helpful advice for anybody who's preparing for something like this to be able to think through it that specifically and and be prepared. Ultimately, everything that you've talked about has been about having that preparation and and kind of knowing how to take control when the opportunity arises. And, you know, you're helping women all over the world now experience success in business and life, experience financial freedom. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how you've used your platform since since winning Miss Singapore and how you have helped women around the world really pursue their dreams and and really take advantage of, of the path that lays in front of them? For me, I was teaching, I became an image consultant after I won Miss Singapore. And that has been my platform to equip women to uh, win on pageants as well. So I was an image consultant and pageant coach during that time. But you see, I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. So because I started really very young, because I started working since 14, so my development in my soul, I feel so old. And my crossroads of my midlife crisis came really early. And I asked myself this question. Would I, I looked at my, my instructor who is 50 years old and I asked myself this question. Do I want to be teaching all my life physically or do I want to have the freedom to travel the world? So that's one question I asked myself. And what is the purpose of me becoming an entrepreneur? Was it to have more time? to attend my little brother's graduation on a Tuesday. It's a midweek where everybody's working and I have all the freedom to just attend his graduation, spend time with him or spending time with my mom at any time of the day. Of course, outside of my work schedule, but able to do that, give me the freedom, right? So that made me want to go online. So in 2013, I went online with my platform now and I had, well, I had the freedom to travel the world and with a laptop lifestyle, literally, except now. But during that time, I was traveling out of a suitcase. 
and moving places to places in th- two weeks here, three weeks there. Yeah, just moving and still was able to earn an income. A lot of people didn't, wasn't able to experience that. And I was so fortunate to be able to do that. So in three months, I made $100,000. Within a single year, I, I crossed my first million dollars after going online. So I wanted to help women to see that possibility through podcasting, let's say live streaming, through webinars, through uh, coaching and mentoring in the area that they want to do to succeed, to even structure an online course or program for themselves to become a coach. So that was my main way of helping women to achieve their financial independence. But you see, not all women want that same F word. And that is why we in Soul Rich Woman, we say that for women who love the F word, being fabulous, having freedom, financial independence, and a happy family. That means whatever it means for you to own and love the F word, whatever that drives you, pick and choose. You can just mix them up and be happy with what you want and achieve your F word. So that's the driving force for me to help women to achieve their own F word. That is, they define their own life They define their own destiny because you have a diamond that is within you and you deserve to shine. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed Survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters. Is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. How do you advise somebody to find that to find that thing within them that they should pursue, to find that thing within them that, you know, because I, I think a lot of people are directionless. They don't know which way to go. Is it is it financial, you know, independence? Is it my family? Is it, what is that thing that I'm really passionate about? Where would you encourage uh, someone who's listening to start digging and, and find that? Well, the long-term strategy is always begin with the end in mind. 
Oh, mm. where do you want to be, you know, five years from now? Uh, no, no, no. Now I will tell you, where do you want to be six months from now? Yeah. Three months from now? Because of this pandemic season, because of what we're going through now, we are not sure where we are going. What is the direction of the world headed towards? But one thing we know for sure, everyone is going online. Yeah. Most people are pivoting online. You creating a side business? Do you want to create an online income? Do you want to have extra multiple sources of income? Okay, then start somewhere. So ask yourself, where do you want to be three months from now? Reverse engineer, attend a program, sign up for a course, do something. Education no longer defined by school. My mm. education wasn't defined by school. I ran an entire cafe retail chain in three countries. In, I have 18 franchisees before we exited to a public listed company. I didn't have any business knowledge. I ran an image consultancy business without any business knowledge. I'm an occupational therapist. I was in the medical profession. I would not know how to run a business. But where did all my education come from? Through the online programs that I attended. And I really believe in the matter that is above the neck. Really invest in yourself. Get yourself going. Don't say, oh, because I'm not educated, because I, I, I don't have this, I don't have time. Well, time, we all have time, 24 hours in a single day. Do something about it. Two hours, do you have an hour a day? I'm sure you have. Find the time and get it ha uh, and make it happen. Yeah, I love that. I love investing in yourself. And, and that investment is one of the most important investments that you can make is the investments you make into yourself. And I want to move us along here because I know I want to be respectful of your time, but our show is called Build Your Network. And we talk so much about the value. You've mentioned it, the value of having people around you, supporting you, guiding you. And so I have to ask you this question. Do you believe that who you know or what you know is more important and why? I always ask myself this question. It's who you know that's very important. What you know is important. Just think of the analogy of the best-selling author. Everyone can be an author. As long as I open a Word document, I write a book, I can have published many books as possible. But how many of us actually become best-selling authors? So if you're based on this analogy, best-selling author, then of course it's who you know that matters. Because if you can get your book into one million uh, hands of the people out there in the world, then you are able to help those one million people. So yes, how do you think someone should go about, if you had to give one networking tip, if you have to say, um, you know, this is the one thing I would recommend when looking to build your network, what would you say? Well, I would say be yourself because mm. people can see through flakiness. Yeah. Even though you want to dress to impress and be there, which I've been there, done that. Right. Yeah. And the fact is when you are truly yourself, you are being, if you have this funny laughter and you're just being infectious about it just be be that right and people can see that and only when you are really being you plus some grooming and deportment and presenting yourself of course there must be some package going on out there but if you present yourself well you know that will be something that you will be memorable instead of being forgettable it's amazing well, I, I want to move us here into our random round. I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions just so we can get to know you a little bit better uh, before we end the conversation. First question is, what profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? <laughs> wow, I would like to become a vet. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. If you could sit on a park bench with anybody past or present and talk with them for an hour, who would it be and why? 
the greatest, I would say, Louis Hay. Mm -hmm. What would be the first question that you'd ask? I will ask her, why do you write a book? You can heal your life. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you like to learn best? You just mentioned books. Is it books? Is it blogs, podcasts? What's your favorite way to consume information? I My best way of consuming information is through videos. Okay. Do you have a specific YouTube channel or video course that you'd recommend to people? Well, definitely my own program. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. What does that look like for you? Oh, visualizations and mm. Waking up, uh, doing visualizations and affirmations, as well as going for my morning walks by the beach. Nice, nice. When, when you talk about visualizations now, obviously it's a little bit different than the competition. Are you visualizing your next three months, like you mentioned? Is it visualizing just the day? What does that look like for you? It's seeing before you have it. Even in business, I always see, you know, my, I always visualize my staff, my team is happy. You know, we have customers coming. We have people being impacted by our programs. It's all that is the energy that you're giving out and through. Mm. So I really believe in energy. I mean, that's, yeah. that's about me and, and how we are giving and radiating that vibration that leads up to the higher consciousness. Uh, what's your go-to pump-up song? <laughs> it's in Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the name of it if someone wants to check it out? Okay, it's just very difficult to say, but it's okay. I'll pass this. <laughs> okay, no worries. Uh, what is something that you're not very good at? Cooking. <laughs> okay. Uh, the only and, thing I and the only thing I know how to cook is instant noodles. Hey, that's not bad. That'll get you through the day. And the last question is: What is the best place for people to connect with you? I know you mentioned the course. We'll definitely have a link to that here in the show notes. But if someone wants to follow your journey, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Janisha Alora, G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A. -A -A -A. Or you can connect with me on my website, uh, Soul Rich Woman, S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And uh, I have two free gifts for you. If you love today's episode, I... Uh, First, The Secrets of Personal Branding, my book that I'm giving away. And that, that will show you, that condenses all my years of experience on personal branding, how you present yourself on stage or in person in for your network. And the second gift is how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so that you can make money online. So that's available on the website at soulrichwoman.com. And of course, if you like to listen to podcasts, you can always check out and search for my name, Janisha Alora, on the podcast, uh, either Spotify or Apple, wherever that you're listening to. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Janisha, for joining me on today's show. I really appreciated it. And I know the audience will as well. Thank you. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapelcom slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.